0: This is your GM Steve here with Uber Geek Media. Today we're bringing to you, straight off of a hot mic, in absentia, episode 4, The Bloody Heart of the Matter. Given where we left off last time, we're just going to jump straight into the episode here, so sit tight, grab a beverage, and enjoy anyways so yeah thanks for popping in to watch episode four of in Absentia. i am steve or Jeshek, the gm
1: uh
0: i am john
1: i play quill and uh, i go by he him
2: i am Anne, and i play story and i don't i don't have any social media yet but i will
3: I'm Mark and I'm playing the character Zigrit, the dragonborn sorcerer, and I I don't social media.
0: <laughs> you don't you don't Twitter's?
3: No, I don't I don't I don't Twitter. Let's just do a little quick recap of last episode.
0: Towards the end of the episode, you guys went to meet this creepy little girl and she gave you a little bit of a direction to go in. We were just leaving and she got awkwardly close to your ear. Magically and just whispered, you're kind of want to know. She had made a deal. Well, not really a deal. She more told you that she would give you information ex- in exchange for an incredibly rare item that you guys will have to acquire. You guys have just heard this creepy little girl whisper in your ear. You are right outside of that cobblestone wall as you're leaving the cottage. How are you guys going to respond to this creepy, creepy little girl?
3: Cigarette turns around and looks at Story and Quill and says, This better be the best damn peanut butter and jelly sandwich she's ever had.
2: Story just is not impressed. went from creepy ghost girl to God real quick, and it's... No.
3: Who else thought that was blood on her hands when we got in there? (laughs) That's right. Me too. seemed a bit too thick for blood. Admittedly, I haven't been around much blood.
2: That's a sign you see. Neither one of you know what it means. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) Now that your business is more or less resolved with this little girl, are you guys going to keep poking around at the village? What's
1: your plan from here? Quill is going to do a cursory glance around with the lizard one last time, kind of making a mental note of those uh those pillars and everything else well i i'm ready to go yeah. the rest of you are
3: i reckon we'll probably do what this god or demon says uh honestly at this point i'm just along for the ride well
2: she
1: did give us a lead for free
2: dory's on her way
3: she's been spooked she's the fuck out of there
2: fully aware that this is her fault that we're here
3: Oh, Quill, looks like Story's already met, made up her mind. She's about uh, uh, 20 yards ahead of us there. <laughs> Just speed walking.
2: Every once in a while, she turns around and goes.
1: Yeah, I'm fine. Yes, I'm ready to go. Let's go.
3: As as Ziggret's trying to catch up, he says, <laughs> Story, I reckon you're probably a pretty good thief based on what we've uh, understood about each other. So hope you're excited for a little bit of exercise, if you will.
0: You guys start heading back back towards the main trail. Let's all kind of roll a quick perception check as you're
1: walking towards the main trail. Secret gets a 12. N- no. <laughs> I got a 7. Uh, 3 plus 4 is 7. Okay, well. Well, ac- actually, we... I, I forgot... Yeah, yeah, seven. God,
0: okay. You guys don't really notice anything incredibly out, out of the ordinary, up and above the creepiness and weirdness from this kind of ghost
3: village. It's probably astutely what we notice is the creepiness, and that's yeah. that's all we're noticing. Let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, in my head, you
0: guys are, are just freaked out, and you just you're booking the hell out of this place. As you're leaving, you get to the main trail, and... You notice a few passers-by. This is one of the more main roads to and from Fort Hightower. No one really pays you any mind, though. Eyes just kind of slide over where you're coming out of the, the woods on this kind of narrow, overgrown trail. They don't even seem to notice at all. And then it takes about, what do we say, an hour and a half, two hours to get back.
3: I think it was like 2 hours there, I think is what you said before.
0: So that would put us at about about noon or just a little afternoon because I think it was approaching noon when you showed up to this uh this little village. Just to put things in perspective, you guys left a charred corpse back at the uh, the temple or the, or the church and didn't really do much beyond talk to the the priest real quick on the way out of town <laughs> that's right <laughs> about that
2: dumped dead body if d- made dead body and went peace
0: and i imagine stories like waving to people as she walks out of town. by the time you get back like there's there's a fair crowd outside of the cathedral i think that's the word i was looking for you see the priest is standing there, kind of addressing the crowd. All right, all right, everyone just settle down, settle down. I I know in my heart that they had nothing to do with this. They're just trying to help. It seems there's greater forces at work here. I don't think this is the work those up in Hightower right now. And you hear some sh- angry shouting. You can't quite make out what they're saying a small, very angry group starts to break off and starts marching towards Fort Hightower proper. As you guys approach, Friar Benjamin just looks at you and just shakes his head like, you can just tell there's been a lot going on in the few hours since you left.
3: You look a little overwhelmed there, Father.
0: Yes, it's... my, My flock is conflicted, we'll say. In their heads, I think they knew that you were hired by Fort Hightower, but you're not working for Fort Hightower, but with the appearance of this dead body and your proximity to it at the crucial moment.
3: (laughs) You mean when he blew up in front of us?
2: Story has frantically brought out her stuff in his writing. I was hired by no one. Government does not hire me.
0: Prior Benjamin kind of looks at Ziggurat in particular, he goes. I, I was, from what I recall, you seem to speak for the group,
2: and somebody gets a look.
3: <laughs> <laughs> look, I do a lot of speaking. Yes, however, my companions are their own people too.
0: I'll warn you: there, there is a, a portion of town that thinks that you were directly responsible. I, I think that. With the conversation you had with the guardsmen, the contingent of guardsmen and Sir Gammon, I I don't think you need to fear for your safety or anything like that. However, it may be wise to keep a close eye out. Should things change for the worse, you may want to find a safe place to stay tonight.
3: I think we did it. Yes. Yes.
0: That's. Very
3: astute of you.
0: And he looks at Quill and goes, Why did I think he was the smart one?
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I,
1: I hate to continue pressing for things that make us look somewhat suspicious. But we uh, we got some information. A tip leads us to Goodfree's house as far as gr- gaining more information about why he and his daughter were killed that's that's incredible i mean it's we have nothing to
0: go on right now except for that is somehow involved with an organization no one's seen in 50 years by by all means
3: let's pursue any with great haste if if someone owed somebody else money here who would that person be usually there's somebody where all the money rolls up to.
0: Well, there's a small uh, group of merchants that seem to have banded together and they have at least some sort of informal agreement amongst them. I, I've overheard someone in my flock confessing that they have borrowed money from one of the merchants. I, I don't seem to recall his name. if I. Could have some time. I I suppose I could ask around to my acolytes and see if they know anything more.
1: That would be helpful. Of these merchants, are any more pressured by the needs for repayment? Uh, Do they have any strict regulations that you know of? You know, these are hard times in Hightower. If someone's owed money,
0: it's liable to break into a fight or... We've never had anyone kill anyone over money here before. It's it's a relatively small town. There are disagreements, of course, but usually they bring those to the guard or, or a community leader such as myself. I imagine some uh, leadership or elders in the poorer areas of town that may have some sort of say or judgment.
1: When we asked him about it, uh, Guthrie didn't clarify exactly how much he owed I think if he was in such dire straits that he needed to borrow a large sum, it may be the case that those normal squabbles do not apply to this instance.
3: Uh, perhaps he would have still asked around to those first lenders before he did what we suspect he did.
0: Friar Benjamin dips his head in thought. I, I can imagine that if he has crossed someone in such a way that they've put something so dangerous around his neck. I I imagine it must have been some great sum indeed. I can't imagine what kind of enemy that someone like him could have made in such a small town, but I I do believe that perhaps investigating his his home may be the right recourse.
1: Should we speak with Sir Gammon of this? I'm assuming he wants to be notified. Is there a, a place we can reach him at easily? He is oftentimes
0: preoccupied with correspondence with the court back in the Capitol. I can send an acolyte with a message to him. Uh, I, I think it is probably, especially in light of the unrest, it's probably wise to make haste and investigate the house. Any motions to one of the acolytes and thank
1: you much for acting acting as a a go-between for us since i can't imagine you in your position having to stress good relations with the townsfolk this is my flock i've tended
0: them since i came back to this town after studying it's my job to oversee the matters of this town as best i can and keep the peace the sun shining on this small town if that's all I, I must attend to this new body and lay it to rest
1: we should be to it then uh thank you
0: again for your time you're you're welcome i'll i'll, I'll have a acolyte guide you to goodfree's home acolyte steps forward and nods And you get the impression that he's probably not going to talk.
1: Get the distinct impression that maybe he thinks we did burn this man.
0: Yeah, he's he's not standoffish, but he's not incredibly friendly either. It's it's pretty clear that he's doing this because his direct superior told him to kind of does one of these and then starts walking off in the direction of Fort Hightower proper towards the outskirts of the main town and towards the base of the cliffside that Fort Hightower is built out of. Along the way, you do notice a fair amount of townsfolk kind of giving you the side eye. It's clear that word has spread fairly quickly, and being that you're already kind of outsiders in this town, it's clear that they do not have an overly fond opinion of you at this point.
2: I write them a note that says they're very bad for my reputation. <laughs> Setting people on fire like this.
0: Story is the only one that they're not glaring at. <laughs> it's Don't
1: they know justice is blind?
0: <laughs> oh, God. The acolyte he brings you, it's closer. Let me see if I can bring up the map.
2: Far fewer people are stopping story now.
0: Than normal. Normally, you know, you're super popular. And right now,
1: they're just not... We, we didn't have to involve ourselves.
2: <laughs> I mean, we're also going to the richer area, I'm presuming. Uh, so, sorry, probably wouldn't be that known. Known in such a fashion that you express that you know her in public.
0: Towards the base of the cliffs, as you go, it seems that the homes are getting just a little bit larger. They're not nice still, but they're at least not falling apart. These seem a little more lived in, a little more well-tended, not still affluent by any means. He leads you out in front of this, again, kind of this smaller cottage. It has wood shutters over the windows. The thatch is fresh. The yard is, what little yard there is, seems fairly well-maintained. It's got a small garden off to the side, and... A latched door.
1: Kind of hang back for a moment next to the acolyte. Would you mind waiting around if uh, we find something I would like the friar to know immediately?
0: And then he kind of stalks off to the other side of the path and leans against another house. He could have come inside with us, but I guess so.
1: And it spits off and says, I don't want to be associated with you either. (laughs) I wait for... So it's just a latched door. Yeah, it's it's
0: it's not like, you know, a barred wooden door or anything like that. It's it's just simple latched. Again, it's not fancy. This is not a, a well to do town. But this does have like an actual wooden door on it that is latched. It's not locked. It's not it doesn't have like an expansive uh, opening mechanism or anything like that it's just a simple latch
2: this is the house and this is the door to the house and to pay attention to five things at once did pretty well thank you very much
1: and quill snaps his fingers and let's uh get to it then and the lizard appears on top of his in between his ears once again go ahead and roll another perception check for me all of you 15
2: 17
0: just gonna go with seven again Very, very on brand, John. Seems good.
2: What do I see?
0: The first thing you notice as you walk up is that everything again is somewhat reminiscent of the kind of ghostly village, is that it's just very still. Clearly nobody home. ziggurat you actually do kind of sense this almost copperish smell in the air, and you smell a little bit of blood in the air as well.
3: Ziggurat puts his hand down Quill and says, I might want to hold here for a sec. Um, unfortunately, I'm starting to get familiar with the smell of death and it's in this air.
1: Well, I mean, it'd be easier if none of us went in there then. And...
3: Hold on a sec. And uh, Ziggurat uh, casts presents the digitation to light the candles in the house.
1: Quill kind of extends his hand up above his head and Let's the lizard go down to like scout ahead, <laughs> as as it like looks around.
2: Story stands behind these two and just waits.
3: <laughs> Z- Ziggret steps aside. Sorry, <laughs> come on in. Go- <laughs> come on and
2: look. You get a note. I don't care that you can't read it because it's dark. It says, "Why would you turn the lights on?"
3: Oh, uh, no. uh, so we can see better.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I'm sending the lizard in preemptively.
0: You all just see him, you know, release his his little desert gecko and it kind of scurries in. And from Quill's perspective, he's running real fast. You just see the little (laughs) front claws just scrabbling. You guys just see the happy little tail flopping.
1: I'm assuming you send? do
0: you send him in like under the door?
1: Yes, under the door. And then probably seeing through his eyes, give him commands to climb up a wall to get a good vantage point of the room.
2: Story's thoroughly enjoying that neither one of these people understand what it is to be in a party with a rogue. Not at all. It's just watching.
1: We're we're level one. We've never really done anything like this before. I was gonna say you guys suck at this yeah. at this point. Oh, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> I mean, your
0: your aptitudes are slightly above average at this point. That's I mean, about it.
2: Story's reaction to creepy ghost girl was surprise, hide behind the big guy.
1: Even though he probably has less hit points than you do. (laughs) Uh,
2: I believe
0: that's the case. You're just zooming along the ground and your little desert gecko slides in under the door and looks up. And again, packed dirt floor. You see a simple wooden table in the center of the room with a candle on it. You see a stack of parchment that's clearly been written on. You see... What appears to be ink kind of dripped down the side of the table. Off to the side, you see a small bucket against the far wall. There's a small cooking, like a kitchen fireplace, long since burned down. You do see a little hallway off to the right side. The whole cottage is maybe 35 feet wide and maybe another 30, 40 feet deep. It's not big. I mean, it's large for this town, but... It's not huge.
1: Yeah. Does the gecko see any like anything moving? Anything giving off? Any like warmth in the room? The only thing that the desert gecko
0: notices moving are just a few shadows flickering from the candles. Beyond that, it's very still. It's very quiet. You don't have all of the desert gecko senses, right? Just the vision?
1: Uh, vision and hearing, yeah. Vision and hearing.
0: Okay, so other than just... Occasionally, like a little smack from one of the, the candles, which they're kind of cheap candles. Judging from the copious amounts of wax dripped off the side of the table, you suspect that he probably writes by candlelight quite often and goes through a lot of candles. So they're probably cheap.
1: It seems that there's nothing inside that, which is just immediate home. So we can make it our way in then.
3: Uh, Zigaret opens the door and steps through at that
2: story very pointedly waits <laughs> as far from the door as she can get while he opens the door as this man who owed money and may no magic left his door unlocked does anything happen?
0: no it, it's still very calm very quiet walking in this is a small place. Ziggurat almost has to duck down a little bit because there's not. It's not like a high ceiling or anything like that.
3: He got like 15 foot ceilings at his estate. So
0: yeah, these are like your head is grazing the <laughs> the ceiling when you're standing at your full height. And from your vantage point, again, you you do see a sheaf of parchment and then a couple of loose papers kind of off to the side, and then you do see. A small inkwell that seems like it was tipped over. And another one with the quill still in it. You do see like a small bladder of ink. The fire seems like it's long since burned out. You notice that hallway that kind of leads off on the right side to another room or maybe two rooms or something in the back of the house.
1: Uh, So yeah, quill comes in after Ziggurat and kind of reaches out to let his guy go back down onto him.
3: Uh, Can I do an investigation check on that inkwell to see if there's anything sus about the spattering? See if it was like, did he just tip the well over, or was this something that was maybe in a hurry? Go ahead and roll.
2: it would have followed after everybody else, so. Uh,
3: 17. Okay. Hot dice.
0: Nice. So you're inspecting this ink splatter. It just
3: for just the general yeah, the de- just the desk area, basically trying to ascertain if this was like rushed or startled or, you know, is there anything amiss? You
0: know, it it doesn't seem like the papers were knocked down or anything like that. It seems like maybe he was writing and then he just kind of pushed back from the table too fast and knocked it over. But looking at the parchment, you do notice so a lot of this is just basic records from the Fort Hightower records department, if you will. Just this is stuff like he brought his work home with him. But you do see a couple of correspondence. Some of it is vaguely threatening from a local merchant. The merchant's name is Heinrich. And it just alludes to, we provided services, you owe us in return now.
3: I read it out loud for, for Quill, um, exactly that, and uh, the, the name of the merchant, Heinrich. And I say, well, uh, sounds like we'll have to see about this Heinrich fella once we're done here.
1: Yeah, that seems to be quite an easy trail to track there. Uh, we probably should look around more, see if we can find anything else. Hold on.
3: Um, Story, do you mind using your stealth ability to poke in? See if we can't have a search around there in the back? After you're already in the house. I'm searching the rest of the house, yes? Yeah, just the area, because I think we're in the common area, yeah? So there's, a, it sounds like a, a room or two in, 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 towards the back.
2: So I'm going to cautiously investigate, yes? That's what I'm rolling?
0: Yep, go ahead and roll an investigations.
2: You want me to roll 1 for each room or just just do one? That's fine.
0: It's not a big place. 12. Okay.
2: A little irritated.
0: A couple things jump out at you. So just to give you more of a layout, this back area down this hallway, it does lead to two very small rooms. It's more one room with like a really small divider between them. In the first room, all you see is a simple bed a straw-filled mattress, and it's got a wool blanket on it, a very rickety table. And again, it's full of parchment. You don't see ink this time, but this is, again, it's seemingly work that he brought home with him. Underneath this kind of rickety table, you see a small pile of what looks like dirty clothes, then a chest at the foot of the bed. In the other room, it actually looks...
2: Oh, you
0: look through the chest. So you open the chest and it's just neatly folded clothing. It's clearly the one or two extra sets of clothes he had, maybe an extra blanket, a couple of rags. And then at the very bottom of it, you see a simple silver locket on the back of it just etched in. It just says, for my love. And you get the impression that you probably wouldn't know this as much because I don't think you were there when they actually spoke with Goodfree but I'm assuming you're sharing this.
3: Yeah. I think we kind of spilled, shared all the details on the walk to the, uh, demigod's house. Yeah.
0: You'd probably get the impression that this was a keepsake from his dead
2: wife. So I'm going to grab that. And if I'm going to check in with him when I go into the hallway, (laughs) no, because it's sentimental. This was not a hit. This is investigation. Plus, how much is it going to be worth silver? It, I mean, it's, it's
0: probably worth a little, it's not worth a ton. It's, decent craftsmanship so we we can do an actual like appraisal check off the air so to speak if you were gonna hawk
2: it no, because i'm working with these guys gotta keep it professional i'm gonna grab it we're gonna bring it back to the body because one of us has to be a professional then yes, I move on to the next room
0: okay so in the next room it is much more organized that's the first thing that really jumps out at you the bed is made Everything seems in its proper place. There's no dirty clothes on the floor. The small table has just a small bouquet of flowers on it. It smells much better in this room than the other room. It seems that she actually took care of her bedroom, which it's very at odds. The personality from the person that was living in this room is much different than the one that was in the other room. What did you roll again? Twelve. Okay. All right. Inside of this room, when you're kind of poking around, you see a small handwritten note that just says, from Farrick underneath the bouquet of flowers. You guys would remember that is the guard that you followed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's also. Point that out. So that's also the name of this boy that Goodfrey. Thought that she was seeing. Is anyone else
1: going to investigate the room too? Or Quill is going to be checking around for books in this house.
0: So you see a lot of parchment, a lot of really boring records and things like that tucked. I'm assuming you have your your desert gecko kind of roaming around.
1: Yeah, kind of roaming around
0: underneath goodfree's bed. You do see a leather wrapped sheaf of parchment. When you pull it out, it seems like these are like private financial records for Sir Gammon. There's a couple entries that seem a little, a little shady.
1: In my basic capability is accounting.
0: Yeah, you're not an accountant, but it it seems like some of the numbers don't quite add up.
1: I can do basic math. I do have a 16 intellect. (laughs)
0: Like you can't quite piece it together, but something seems off about this, this parchment. And it's odd that he had it tucked underneath his bed, when all the other parchment in the house is just kind of thrown all over. Even the ones that we're talking about, like this debt, which you would think he'd be pretty self-conscious about, maybe not want to keep out. But this, in particular, it seems it is tucked away. It is bound in a like a thin leather cover. It just seems like he was keeping it separate from everything
1: else. Does it? So this is kind of a copy of a ledger that would be something official? Is it like an actual piece of the ledger that is the original copy?
0: This seems like a record that should be kept up in the keep. This is something that should be kept a close eye on. This is not something that, you know, someone would just should be able to just
1: walk out with. Yeah, Quill is going to take that. It's a little... I mean, there's gotta be a better place to hide something like this than just under his bed. But he he takes it out and
3: Ziggurat is kind of in there too and uh, sees it. Ziggurat's no a stranger to accounting. You know, he has a a, a place he has to upkeep and uh, funds he has to spend or save. And he looks at Quill and says, "Now, this might not be something everybody does, but do you know of anyone who?" Keeps their personal accounts tucked under the bed?
1: Their personal accounts, maybe. Accounts for basically the person that hires them. No. Their employer usually would keep those accounts somewhere more official. So
3: Blackmail, I suspect. I suspect.
1: He did not seem to be particularly friendly with Sir Gammon.
3: If we're to maintain the integrity of this investigation... I propose we do not tell Sir Gamut about this finding. Yes, uh,
1: I would like to keep it in our possession, as, as well as the letter from Heinrich. But we should tell the friar about it,
3: I believe. It would be the poignant thing to do. Agreed. Story, what do you think?
2: Story's in the next room. So that's all she finds are the flowers with the, the note?
3: That's that's basically it
0: with that roll. Zigret, do you go into any of the either of the other rooms? Um not not really
2: I'm in space, two bedrooms and a hallway, yes?
0: It's very basic, yep.
2: While they're talking, I assume I've gone like, okay, cool, this one's clean, there there's the flowers, and have gone back to at least the hallway, because I'm co- guessing that those two take a lot of space in the room.
3: <laughs> Ziggurat takes a lot of space in the room. <laughs>
1: Quill quill's probably taking up like a small portion of it. It's
3: a thing it. in Ziggurat's life where he always tends to feel cramped in close spaces. Not sure why, but just something about him just feels like he's mildly claustrophobic. Yeah. If it's just him in a room, it's usually fine. But that moment, another person's in there, it just seems like that other person is getting squished.
2: Well, and story likes an exit strategy. So she's not going to block you in there or get herself blocked in there
1: will we'll pick up his lizard.
2: And the, the necklace. Like, it's a whole fun day. No, she has the necklace in a pocket. Flowers and a card.
3: Add the god to a list. He was already on the list. So one other thing I,
0: I want to point out here. When you walk into Goodfrey's room, the smell of blood
1: does get stronger.
3: Uh, Ziggert's going to do another investigation check then within this room, specifically for the source of that blood smell.
1: Having a, a little bit more of an in-depth lizard check. Like him getting in those nooks and crannies. We'll say that
0: Desert Gecko being on the ground and, you know, having his little senses that much closer to things, the pile of clothing seems to be what's really setting
3: your little Desert Gecko off. Yeah.
1: It seems his uh, clothing is in need of a one silver, if you wouldn't mind.
3: All right. So checks. So
0: your checks. Okay, so as soon as you pick it up, the first thing you notice is that outwardly they seem pretty dry, but it's clear that someone had shoved something heavy inside of this wad of clothing. And underneath, the dirt is just stained with blood. It's dripping a little bit, and it does not smell good. I mean, it's, it's, it's clearly been here for a little while. The gently unwraps it. Out appears this heart. And you can only elude that this is the heart from
3: this girl that was murdered. Uh, Ziggurat tells Quill, "What do f- I, I, Unless the lizard is is there."
1: Uh- yeah, the lizard's pertinently looking at this, and that uh, that's
2: uh, story. Quickly writes a note that says, "Should I get the religious guy?" Yes,
1: yes we should alert the friar.
2: Sorry about that.
3: You, you know, when you're investigating something, it always turns out you're the one to find. Things people are gonna think you're the one that did it.
2: See, there was going to be nothing shiny in that pile of clothes. That's why I didn't look.
3: <laughs> That's fair. As you guys
0: are sitting there, you're thinking about this heart, and it's in the father's clothes. Things are just—they're adding up, but they're adding up weird. You know, too well.
2: Story going out and getting the religious guy is going to be story ma- writing a note that says, "Girl lost her heart. Right? We found one, and handing it to him. They." You should probably come.
1: Yeah, like thinking back the the old man standing over her body with kind of bloody hands, if I remember correctly, and her missing her heart. It, it, it definitely doesn't seem like would he, because she screamed, people gathered, he was already there when we showed up, right? Yeah. This was fairly far away, like thinking about where we are now about how far was it to like the murder scene to the cathedral to now where we are.
0: I'm sorry. I take that back. I misspoke. You saw him push forward through the crowd and fall to his knees. Okay. As you approached.
2: So there wouldn't have been time between the scream and us all getting out there and him falling to his knees to get from the town center here and back.
1: Say that again. Sorry.
2: The timeline does not support this.
1: Yeah, would he be able to rip the heart out, get back home, come back and be there by the time we also showed up?
0: He would not have had time to do that. Because I think from your door to where the body was, that's maybe may, less than a minute walk. You're walking across a courtyard, basically.
2: Yeah, and I was out there as fast as I could go because this is my second town.
0: And this courtyard is a solid like like i said you're at the foot of the cliffs of the mountain walking across town i mean it's gonna take away it's it's probably a
3: good 10 15 minute walk and Ziggert looks at the you know he's kind of holding it he's not he's actually not holding it anymore but he's looking at the the heart on the clothes and says the hat in the father's clothes there's no blood other than what we see here inside of the wrappings nothing in the house it's here, and not where the body was. There's no possible way he could have gotten the heart from the girl, came back, put it in his bedroom, and gone back to the medicine, regardless of the fact that who the hell does that anyway? This this feels like a setup to me.
0: The, the other things that aren't adding up, remember there's, the girl was anointed with this weird oil. He had this weirdly strong item on him. Magical item.
2: Did fairy come by here when I was
0: no, he would have ended by coming towards the cliff face because that's where like the guard barracks are or like up in the cliffs. But he did not like specifically stop at this house or anything like that. There's a lot of weird things like this. And then how did the black hand fit into this? I mean, again, they no one's seen him in 50 years, but she has this clear mark from the black hand. But for all intents and purposes, it doesn't seem the, like the father would have been mixed
1: up with them. and I mean, he's a clerk. I think we should at least take time to go ask the merchant some questions before we jump to any conclusions, though I do have a working theory, but it seems rather unreasonable at this time. So I'll leave it be. Uh, but the merchant, I think, should be our next visit. So uh, out- outside, does that acolyte just like run off to go get the friar or...
2: Have we come back?
1: Well, it depends on what story would have
0: told him. She said she was going to go get the religious guy.
2: She said the girl was missing a heart, right? We found a heart. Oh, come no.
0: I wasn't sure if you, <laughs> yeah. you meant you were, like, running to the acolyte or running to Friar Benjamin. Oh, no, I, okay. I just
2: guy out the door. <laughs>
0: right. So he comes in and just it's clearly like he's very disturbed.
2: Why are you showing me a heart?
0: And he's like, we we need to bring this to the friar's attention right away. Yes. And yes. Oh. he just kind of runs out. He's looking very green, and you hear retching noises outside the door. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Story's very, like, not, like... It's a heart, dude. I
1: eat those. If you wouldn't mind wrapping it back <laughs> up, I I don't think... Uh, I don't think the people want to see that.
3: Ziggurat does, so... Uh,
2: so, story is back with her guys um and writes a note like should we bring it
3: we should bring it to the fryer yes so you get grabs it carries it and uh yeah let's uh let's tell them
2: story does the oh i was gonna grab oh you already have it
0: you got you got it oh that's cool that's cool i i'm no it's fine it's <laughs> fine got this sure? yeah. <laughs> so are you gonna like wrap it up or are wrap you gonna like just like
1: yeah, just wrapping it back up in the clothing. No.
0: Play catch with it, but splatter all over as you walk, or Calm it
2: all the way
3: there. Uses just <laughs> little ta- talons to like fold over the clothes. Oh, uh, you want to grab another shit out of clean shit out of the chest? There, you just wrap another layer on it.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Just doing laundry. Yeah.
2: It's fine.
1: It's
0: fine. I just have this bundle of clothing with a body part in it.
2: So, what did the little creepy girl say, because I don't have it written down like a smart person.
1: About this, or...
2: About going after... So going after who he owed money to was going to be what's going on, and and to leave Farrick alone. It was just a tool of it.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the direction she pointed us in, but I mean, you know, wouldn't hurt to investigate the guard any at some point, but I mean, he was taking drugs according to you, so... Obviously, he's doing yeah, bad stuff.
2: I, well, I, I think sh- she said, don't worry about Ferret, or don't worry about the guy or whatever. And so story is, well, then he was just a tool of somebody else. Probably doesn't know anything. Um, she's going to write you guys a note uh, that says maybe we should check back in with Maud, with all this creepy magic stuff. Now finding the heart. <laughs> uh, no
3: offense to your friend, but might she use this heart for, I don't know, some hedge witch stuff.
2: Don't don't have to give her the heart. We can tell her Good, about right? the heart. So she
3: would, and we shouldn't bring it. Got
2: it. <laughs> Understand common. That's a yes, but <laughs> heart could probably go back with the body.
1: How how about Ziggurat? You, you
2: just turn into a kindergarten teacher.
1: You you and Story go give this information to Mod, uh, and he reaches his his paws out. Oh, Handle the heart and bring it back to the friar.
3: Wait, send your gecko if you need any help. If your gecko arrives, we will come. Where are you going to be at the at the chapel?
1: Just the chapel. I won't go visit the merchant until you all return.
3: Right. Well, send your gecko over to us, and we'll know to come to the chapel to help if you need something.
1: Yes. Quill's not going to do that. <laughs> he understands how far a Gecko can move and how fast. <laughs> He's not going to do that.
3: <laughs> the Gecko runs like 10 feet and stops for like five minutes to catch its breath. <laughs> ten, ten feet again.
1: Stops at a puddle to get his <laughs> quick drink. And Quill will return with the acolyte to the chapel.
0: So you're going to go back, John, and talk to uh, Friar
1: Benjamin and sh- give him the heart? Probably before we break off, I ask, uh, just ask Ziggurat to put the note about Heinrich in my satchel, because I'm carrying a bloody heart.
2: Ziggurat knows about it. Like, we're going to keep these names also, yeah. Or, I, or is story making notes real quick about the note?
1: I mean, if you want to share with Maude the merchant's name, yeah. We we probably would have said and mentioned the, uh, the threatening letter from the merchant. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know... Would Ziggret share the ledger about Sir Gammon with? Yes. Okay, then, then I would leave that be. But Quill wouldn't have said anything. Quill would have kept that up out of the official record.
3: The reason Ziggret would is because if anybody knows about blackmail, it's story. So I'd actually tell a story to see if she understood that. Like, does this seem like blackmail in to you in your experience?
2: It would, yeah. A ledger that doesn't it would have this knowledge family is yeah i would assume looking at you dm can't see that because it's a screen and you can't see that my head is tilted towards you but yes this would be in my wheelhouse yeah okay I mean, considering my parents are in the department of lost paperwork you would
0: recognize that easily as yeah there's something going on
2: <laughs> oh blackmail okay <laughs>
0: Uh, or or at the very least, he has this paperwork. He shouldn't have it. That's one of the first top ten things that comes to mind. You know
2: They didn't even hide this stuff that doesn't add up. What Pfft.
0: amateurs as you go into the chapel quill, the acolyte kind of pokes his head in and he's like, I don't right here and he goes inside and he comes back out and he goes the the friar will see you now and he's he's trying to in turn. The other body it kind of looks pointedly
1: at you and can't let
2: them go anywhere by <laughs> themselves
1: so i probably still have the lizard out and i'm looking through lizard's eyes does he i still obviously look blind to most people does he make like, mm-hmm. like he kind of looks it pointed at me and then stops for a little bit or is he just like just going full board
0: nah he's he there's there's very little concern for any type of help he may need to provide you he wants to get as far away from you as possible and he probably has a few choice words for the friar because he was tasked with this and he was sent with these murderous people
1: uh, thank you very much uh, i'll go in then i kind of use my staff to make my way okay all you can hear do you still have the gecko yeah. out right now He's he's riding riding shotgun top of my head and between my ears. When you walk in, as you walk into this uh, an, another
0: little side room, he is wrapping uh, Goodfrey in linens. He just kind of has his head hung. His thimble of the sun is kind of. I
2: would have sent the necklace with him with a note. That was my intent?
0: Yeah, well, we can say that happened. That's fine.
2: The note that this probably from his dead wife. Should probably be with him if he's dead.
0: Benjamin, he just, he looks very solemn. He's kind of muttering to himself as as he's gently interning this this corpse and uh, basically giving last rites. It's been maybe an hour. It, you know, if it's fif- 10, 15 minutes there, you guys searched a few things, found a bunch of stuff, and, and basically came running back. I, I would say it, it's maybe been like an hour, hour and a half since you guys left. He's already kind of cleaning this body up. He's getting it ready, looks out, glances at you, and then kind of keeps at this kind of slow, very dedicated work he's doing. And he goes, my my acolyte is not happy to have been tasked by being your guide. I I am sorry if he was rude to you.
1: No, these matters make indelicate men of us all. And we have found several things. uh, But first, and I kind of... uh, find a, a place to set the heart down and retrieve the the necklace and the little note that story accompanied with it. Uh, my companion found this in his home and believes it belongs with him and I
0: hand it over. Reaches a hand out and takes it. He was ah. yes, I, I, I was there when, when Goodfrey gave this to his wife. Thank you. I, I'm sure this would have meant a lot to him before he <laughs> burst into flame and died. He just gently lays it to rest on on goodfree's chest, puts his hand on top of it. Uh, now I, I understand there's there's been some developments. Please don't mind me. I if you don't mind, I I'd, I'd like to continue to, to put this man to rest, but please, please do fill me in.
1: Well, to be short of it, uh we found some information that may lead to one of the merchants. He is uh Heinrich, if you know of him.
0: Yes, yes I know. I know of Heinrich. Uh, he's he's not a member of my flock. He's one of the few merchants that's perhaps been helping spread dissonance in the town. I just wrote him off as, as a profiteer, really. The note he left for Goodfrey
1: was rather pushy. Uh, and Interesting. Uh, made a statement of services rendered uh, onto Goodfree And we, once the rest of the, my group returns, uh, we would probably make haste and talk to him about such things. Hopefully shed some light on what was going on uh, beyond that. And I produce the, the ledger. Goodfree had something of Sir Gamets in his house, hidden not particularly well, but out of sight. A, uh, a ledger it has some inconsistencies. Both I and Ziggurat, the Dragon Ball, looked at it, and we noticed some oddities amongst the numbers. But I don't believe we should bring this up to Sir Gammon exactly yet. I do not wish to cause even more of an uproar, unless it leads to something pertinent in this case. But I would be... If you need to keep it with you, I can see my way to to give it over to you. However, I would prefer keeping it on my person for the time being. If that works. Uh,
0: no, no, no. As I, I believe it may aid you in uh, somehow, if Paylor wishes it. I, I hope it may aid you in your investigation. This this mystery. It just it gets more confusing every time we answer one small thing. More things keep coming up. I don't... And
1: that leads us to the last item, and probably the reason why your acolyte is so uh, angry about being tasked with accompanying us. We found uh, the girl's heart. It was stashed in Goodfrey's room um, within a pile of clothing. I do not believe Goodfrey could have placed it there. I, I feel someone else has done so, although its placement does... Create even more questions as how would someone know to try and frame a girl's father for such a thing? It's it's complicated to say that he could have made it from the scene of the crime back to his home and been back there as fast as he was, but it it definitely points to a a mindset on creating a certain image of her father and. I don't think it's a good one. Kind of frowns and he kind of steeples
0: his fingers. He goes, now this this adds a whole new wrinkle. He goes, half of me and half believe this was some sort of cram of passion. But her heart in his room, you had stated that your friend had sensed some some magics on the girl and, and on necklace or charm around his neck.
1: Yes, abjuration on the girl and enchantment upon the necklace.
0: And did you happen to... Did you, did you see any
1: evidence of, of magics at the house? No arcane symbols, to my knowledge, and uh, did a fairly thorough search of his room. I would not feel against going back there and, and going over it with an even finer tooth comb, so to speak. But... Uh, we didn't sense any immediate signs of magical interaction.
0: Hmm. I just, I don't, I don't understand this tragedy. I don't. Some darkness is gripping our town. I, I've not seen anything like it here. I, I have no answers for you because I, this, this poor girl, and now her father. Somebody wanted her dead. Wanted him silent or dead or both. Yes, it is.
1: It's concerning. He he seemed confused when we talked to him about certain things, misremembering, is, uh, or lacking knowledge that he should have had. I think it may have been part of the necklace's charm on him. Uncertain, whoever did this, definitely wanted him to not know his part or what was going on, and perhaps. Perhaps if he was made to do
0: something, perhaps they didn't want him to remember that either. It is strange. I, and now this, this discrepancies, these, these ledgers you've shown me. I don't. I have a hard time believing that Sir Gammon. He may be many things. He may have many flaws, but he is. I don't see him as someone who is less than above board. I've known him for many years, and I've, I've never seen him take part in anything less than reputable.
1: Directness, the intentional nature of this strife, and the pieces put in place to make it create even more dissonance. Something or someone wants the people here to hate each other.
0: Yes, it's it certainly seems as this has meant to weaken us. In some way, but I I don't know who or why someone would have such machinations on our town.
1: I, I will wait here for my companions and we will make our way to Heinrich. If you wouldn't mind having an acolyte show us the way. Hopefully not the same acolyte I would hate to trouble him anymore. Especially if more gruesome things are to come. He did look a little green.
2: You have a gross acolyte. We want that one.
1: And we we pan over to Story and Ziggurat, apparently. Seems like the best place for it. Let's pop over
0: to Story and Ziggurat. Now, you guys were going to see Maud, right? Yeah, magic stuff. I go to Maud. You go into the shady part of town. Story, you, you're not even entirely sure how you're doing it at this point, but you find the door again. Like, it's in a different spot. It's never been in this spot before, but unerringly, you somehow made it to that spot.
2: Maud's house. What time of day is it?
0: At this point, it's probably like uh, mid-afternoon.
2: So we also legit did not need to turn on all the candles at the house.
3: Ziggurat likes to show off that he's magical, so. Little flair. Nothing wrong with that. It's a vocal uh, spell, too, so it was like Hoop! just gotta
2: like, give a little grunt when he...
3: It's make it known that he's making effort.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. That's the stuff. You walk into mods.
2: And I whistle. I whistle as I open the door. Still a Hedgewitch you could decide she doesn't like me but i mean it's me
0: you know she she's just sitting there she's kind of staring off into space the place is basically how you left i mean it's it's trashed as usual it's there's weird smells
2: mm, home
3: oh it smells a little better in here than it did last time yeah it happens when there's no mess in the toilet yeah glad you kept that clean <laughs> so so
0: how how how'd you how how are things going with this
3: this dead chick well first... You'll notice we're alive still. Story here uh, wa- uh, said you warned us about that place. And, uh, well, we're here.
2: Uh, so, Story, so, like, not sure how I'm going to do this. So, Ziggurat, you're just going to have to pretend you have no idea what I say. That works. But, uh, yeah, uh, Story go- girl's not dead. No, girl's a god. Yeah, that's, I told
0: you there's something freaky about that little girl. Yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm happy to see you. Cause that's a dark place. You you, you might have noticed people don't even remember they've been there most of the time.
2: Still remembered. Um, and then tries to kind of gesture. I don't know how to do this. And simcom, but I I can't. Story can't simcom. If I write a note and say about the blackmail stuff and the heart we found and who like who the hell is this guy? This merchant that's like bunch of magic stuff we don't know and I, I don't know anything magic with with heinrich
0: he's i mean he's kind of a asshole merchant i mean he rugs he runs a. he can uh, no i i mean he's he does some shady shit he doesn't i don't know anything about magic with him he's he he's probably got one of the nicer places in town he's got shipments coming in here and there and the other place and Sometimes even through the mountains, but you know, I I, I hear sometimes if you want to have a good time, you go see one of his people, and they can maybe hook you up with something to make you to just really feel good. She goes, I mean, I may I whip my own stuff up here, so I don't have to worry about that. But yeah, he's he's not a he's not a good dude, but not certainly not anything magic.
2: A Burning hand, it seems big. He's not big.
0: But yeah, it was that was a sh- that's some freaky shit. Brand hand, they, but they've they've been gone for a long time, and no one's heard of them for a long time. She goes, "Honey, it's I I don't I don't know if someone did that just to throw you off the trail or because if if the burnt hands back, that's that's not good news for anyone. You don't want to mess with them.
2: Yeah, that's 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 what I'm thinking, but this girl you know the the dead girl with the heart that that's not blackmail worthy
0: no unless unless they were trying to send a message you guys found those there's notes like the the paper shit un- under his yeah. bed like he was trying to hide it huh can we
2: assume that the point mod is also like repeating isn't that really annoying repeating what I'm saying as a question? like Absolutely. What is... Okay. You know, it's... Why wouldn't he keep that
0: in the keep where it's under lock and key? She's, that, does, that doesn't make any sense to me.
2: The door wasn't locked.
0: But that doesn't make any sense either. Goodfrey wasn't a dumb dude. I mean, he, he can... He, he was always writing and reading, and he was... He kind of kept to himself, but... If I, I imagine if he was keeping that out of the keep, there was a good reason for that. The girl, she had that oil, and then he had the necklace. And she goes, I, she goes, maybe, maybe I should. She goes, didn't, didn't your buddy take a look at that necklace? And she goes, I, I think he,
2: she's repeating my, what I signed for you. I'm trying, oh, you're right underneath me.
0: She's like elbowing him. <laughs> she goes,
2: you know, a cigarette. You said there was enchantment.
0: And do you still have that necklace?
3: Uh, well, um, no. The the priest took it. I wasn't about to touch it. And I'm trying to remember
0: exactly. I know you had gotten your schools of magic off of it. Aberration
3: was the necklace. No,
1: that was the girl. Enchantment. That was the girl. Okay.
3: Was the necklace. It was, oh yes, right, an enchantment. Yeah. So I let her know like it um it was an enchanted necklace. And you
0: got the impression that, you know, maybe it was something to bend him to the owner's will.
3: Yeah, yeah. So I just kinda of communicate that they did the same thing. He seemed off, uh confused. There was almost a moment of clarity when he took the necklace off before he engulfed in flames. So there's that. So someone was trying to enslave him,
0: sounds like, or make him do things he wouldn't normally do. He was a smart guy. Maybe he was trying to hide that. Because that kind of necklace, it, it wouldn't give the
3: owner access to his memories. It would just be able to make him do stuff. I wonder if uh, he put it there so we find it. So perhaps he knew to some level he was being controlled. And... uh he wanted us to find it, which leads me to believe. And listen, Maud, you've been very helpful so far, but make sure this does not make its way to the King's Guard.
0: I have no love for them. I don't have much against them, but they don't
3: exactly look kindly. And
0: snaps her fingers and little sparks come up to us. That's okay. They're never going to find me anyways.
3: Hey, snaps his finger, sparks. Two of
0: a coin, right? <laughs> the other thing that's bothering me is... That oil that was anointed on that gale, it's abjuration magic.
1: Uh, no.
2: But the story know that you touched it.
1: Yeah, story probably would have known the quill that
2: Quill had touched the oil. Okay, yeah, so she signs, should I worry about Quill, You touched it?
1: Oh, sure. She goes, well, if it's
0: abjuration magic, she goes, I mean, it's... Typically, that's
3: going to be like a, a protection or 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 a barrier. That's what I thought too. You'd think uh, perhaps who around these parts has that kind of magic, other than you know, I suppose the clerics at the at the well, chapel.
0: they, you know they they handle the divine. It's it's not so that's their own thing, really. But this kind of magic, that's going to be some sort of powerful magic user. She goes. I mean, I, I make all sorts of stuff here, but. You know, someone was he was looking to protect that girl from someone. And the only thing I can think of is someone was trying to use her to get to him and for him to hide something instead of trying to protect his girl or hand it over to protect his girl. It must have been something really important in my head. I think maybe Maybe this was Goodfrey protecting her from something he knew was going to happen. Or he was trying to stop her from getting hurt.
3: The only person we know who was close to her was her little lover friend.
2: But Creepy said "Not that's not the tree to bark up.
3: So, so Mod's like, I, I think
0: finding out about this this paperwork is probably a good idea and then talking to this merchant is probably a good idea too
3: right well should probably chuff off and uh see if we can't find that merchant you guys exit and the door
0: closes and then you turn around like oh wait but the door is already gone
2: i forgot to say i love you story to signs at the wall
1: Forgot to get forgot to get that lamb stew for the little girl.
2: Well, <laughs> oh, I still have extra Girl's not touching my lamb stew. She's too creepy. Maybe she looks creepy. She gets more stew.
0: So you guys make your way back to the chapel. At this point, it's getting to be well into the afternoon. Quill's been sitting there. I would say the acolytes probably brought you something to eat. We should
1: have asked
2: Maud for someplace safe to stay. Uh, we could stay at the chapel. <laughs> we can see at the chapel
1: <laughs> Quill, quill's not there but You've
2: done the god thing for good
1: through the clouds <laughs> you see the face of quill shaking his head no <laughs> a desert gecko pops into existence
3: for just a second S- story does that cloud look like does that cloud look like quill's head <laughs> He's more powerful
1: wizard than other. how does he know how to do that spell?
3: Yeah, so we, we meet Quill back at the at the chapel then and uh, just let him know, like, you know, we have to investigate. And as far as our lodgings go, we might have to set up camp outside of the city limits or something.
1: Yes, Benjamin has been brought up to speed, and that seems like the best choice for us, honestly. It uh, doesn't seem very welcoming in this city.
3: Yeah. Well, good news is, I know that. The wilds well enough. I could probably find us a good spot. Uh, we'll, I'm not too concerned about that. Uh, we should probably find this uh, this merchant fellow.
1: Probably, That would be the the smart choice. I think.
3: So, are you guys going to try to do that yet
1: tonight? What better time to pay a visit to a man when when than when he's sitting down to eat dinner?
0: That's right. Fortunately, this particular merchant you learn from the acolytes is not far. So again, this like kind of merchant's quarter where all the merchants have their shop set up is around this courtyard where the girl's body was found.
3: This is Heinrich, right?
0: Yep. Okay. Heinrich, you see his shop and it's it's not much bigger or anything like that, but his sign is a little fancier. He, for all intensive purposes, just looks like he has like a general goods store, okay? So he maybe has some nicer bolts of cloth and things like that that he comes through. For all intents purposes, he sells little odds and ends, like sewing needles, things like that, bolts of cloth. He maybe has some food, flour, the basics. It's kind of like a jack-of-all-trades store. Nothing really specialized or anything like that, which is probably the only reason that he has a little more money than anyone else is he is not trying to zero in on one one group or anything like that he can kind of sell to just about anyone when you approach you do see that heinrich is kind of this thin short fellow he's got kind of a a thin pencil beard and mustache kind of reddish blonde hair He's dressed in a rather nice tunic and he's sitting on a stool behind a counter. Next to him is a somewhat larger fellow who, just from the way he holds himself, he seems like he's probably the muscle.
2: On the way, Story would have written a note that says, Let's not let them know we have the ledger with us. Yep. Feeling that doesn't need to be said. Sometimes that needs to be said.
0: (laughs) So the larger fellow standing next to him and he is standing he's not sitting he's kind of got his arms crossed i mean he's a tall guy he's he's probably like 6-4 or something like that big barrel chest broad shouldered his skin he's kind of pale but it's almost kind of greenish too and he kind of has a pig nose and his teeth just look a little bit big for his head he's just kind of squinting out at you as as you guys enter he doesn't say anything but the gentleman sitting next to him is just, ah, welcome. How can I help you today? And very friendly. He seems very cordial, smiling. For all intents and purposes, he's, he looks like a friendly shopkeeper.
3: Ziggert looks around, picks up a few baubles, eyes them. Just kind of making himself acquainted with the shop and the surroundings.
2: Sorry, behind them, but doesn't speak. So just going to observe. Look at shinies shiny thing.
1: We were wondering if we could have just a moment of your time, if you wouldn't mind. Absolutely, friends. Whatever can
0: I do for you? If you need something you don't see, please feel free to
1: ask. Oh, thank you. So the lizard, like, Quill is going to kind of be looking around too, but the lizard is never going to stop looking at Heinrich, so like, as Quill turns around and does things, the lizard is just going to be eyeballing Heinrich the entire time
0: Doesn't even notice
2: Intimidating licks eyeball
0: Just creepily just stares (laughs) him down
2: (laughs) Lizard's my best friend
1: So uh I shame the Things that have been going on in Hightower As of late I don't know if you have been kept Prized of recent affairs But uh We have been tasked with the duty to Well investigate Such occurrences
0: Interesting. you know any any way I can help? I, I I heard about that poor girl and some freak accident at the chapel with her father. How I don't This is this is some this is a dark day in our in our town.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh we came to find that Godfrey uh, had loans out uh with the merchants in town wasn't really able to tell us what for, but We were just kind of going around asking if he he had come in, done any business. And do a perception check for me. Everybody? Everyone. That is a 19.
2: Same. Same Z's. Dice bros. 20. Nice. Oh! Not natural, but.
1: Let's stare at this guy. Let's just stare at this guy uncomfortably. (laughs) Everyone just stares at him
0: intently. You don't notice any movement from the the shorter guy behind the counter who you assume to be heinrich but this bigger fellow next to him his eyes narrow a little bit and he just he seems just a little more tense and you kind of see his hand reach below the countertop subtly he doesn't pull anything out but it's he seems like he's doing something underneath that countertop
2: non offensively <laughs> story stands in a way that would not obstruct herself getting any of her weapons carefully and makes it look like she's just, you know, stepping down to look at the next thing, like a roll sleight of hand, but she's just making sure nothing's in that, in the way.
3: Ziggurat also noticing this too. uh, He's kind of like in the back entryway of the store, you know, like kind of fingering the bits and bobbles and whatnot. And they kind of, Sets one down and just kind of like drags a nail along one of the wooden shelves as he kind of walks towards and just clump, clump. And walks closer to the strange looking, definitely maybe not human, large imposing figure there. And just kind of looks down on him for a second and says, look, there's some strange things going on. More than just unfortunate. Wondering if you gents might have uh these objects in here no offense to your business seem a little plain wondering if there's anything in here that might be a little more interesting maybe have some characteristics not visible if you know what i mean and he snaps his finger and sparks shoot out of his fingertips
0: that universal now canon universal
3: uh uh, (laughs) indicator
0: of magic
2: are they rainbow sparkles (laughs)
0: yes uh yeah of course (laughs) Little blue, green, copper colors. The taller one just kind of scowls a little bit. And the the shorter fellow goes, um, we we don't sell magic tricks here. However, if you're looking for some real magic, I can't say this for myself, but I've I've heard of, of someone down in the poor district, an acquaintance of mine, you might say. That could sell you a good time. That I've, might make <laughs> that magic happen, if you know what I mean.
3: No, it's not <laughs> quite what we're looking for. Um, here's the gist. We're wondering if, uh, and I must insist, money has a trail. And the trail's led to you at this point. We're wondering what your involvement might be in the affairs of what's happened. It, speaking plainly, of course.
0: The short one and the tall one kind of exchange a glance. And the shorter one goes, I I don't know what you're trying to accuse us of. However, my books are clean. Which books?
1: No, no accusations. Uh, We came across some information of Godfrey that you rendered services to him. We just desire to know... If those services may have attracted the attention of someone who wished him harm. If that seems on the up and up, we have no further questions.
0: The taller one turns and nods at the shorter one. The shorter one goes around the counter and kind of into the back. And the taller one leans forward. You must be talking about Goodfrey and his little petty cash he owed me. Heinrich. In the flesh, excuse the charade, people don't often
3: take kindly to those of us that don't look distinctly like them. understand. You must be half-orc. That is correct. Well, no humans among us here. Those of our kind, that is, those not human must band together in times like this in places like this.
0: I'm generally speaking, more amicable to those that aren't squishy, like the little humans. Don't I know it? He scratches
3: his arm, it's the scales on his arm. I'm
2: <laughs> a <laughs> yeah, are squishy.
1: Yes, uh, it seems that a, a paper trail has kind of pointed us in your direction, but a lot of things in this case that we found have not added up have been crafted in a way that is intentionally causing discord.
3: With respect, the question we're looking for is if Goodfree was up on his debts with you. And if not, um, was there other people that he might have owed money to?
0: Goodfree owed me a fair amount of coin. He may make good money. Goodfree loved his daughter very much, and he brought more money from me than he could hope to pay back. I may have leaned into him a little bit, but I had no intentions of anything any harm coming to him. And he starts saying something, and his eyes kind of glaze over for a second. Then he just kind of stops.
3: Heinrich
2: so, or he kind of pokes whichever one of the guys are closest to him and kind of like points like a necklace?
1: Yeah, would this be a point in which I, having seen something similar already? Would it be keen to make like an arcana check to ascertain if he's, you know, under the influence? You certainly get that impression.
0: Yeah. Uh, you so you could roll an arcana check or a uh, uh, detect magic if you were so inclined. I'm out of spells. I don't
1: have detect magic. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do arcana check. I guess uh, tw- is that twelve? That is a eleven. Oh.
0: Okay, so I mean, you you have an inkling that that this might be something similar to what happened before. I think you were both in the room when you were questioning
3: Goodfrey, right? Oh, I asked him to take the necklace off. I'm responsible for him being engulfed in flames, technically.
0: So why don't you go ahead and roll whatever is better, Perception or Arcana for you? Blue Arcana, and that was a 16. I mean, this is seems exactly like what happened with Goodfrey.
1: I don't want to cause the death of another creature <laughs> by asking you to take
3: this super <laughs> necklace off. Cigarette gives an annoying glance at...
1: Tarts Quill's lizard.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Tarts towards the lizard. Kind of nods. Being on the same wavelength, hopefully, and says, hey, Look, Heinrich, um whatever you do, don't take your necklace off. Keep it on. Um, could you tell us more about the money he owed? Did he ever come to you and ask for money that you did not feel was an appropriate amount for the amount he owed you. Did he ever ask more money and you deferred him to a different lender? What necklace? Never mind. <laughs>
0: uh, no, it's... Oh, hold on here. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, okay, he's fine. Okay. <laughs> he seems to think for just a second, he's... <sighs> The last that I had contact with Goodfrey, I, I sent one of my men, and he just blanks out again. I I think I sent a, a note trying to, to lean on him, and he trails off, and stares blankly down at the ground. Dude, Goodfrey.
2: Quick writes a note, and he which man, which person, which... Group of men,
1: Quill kind of shakes his head back and forth in Story's direction. Uh, Heinrich, if you wouldn't mind, did Goodfree ever tell you what he was using the money for?
0: No, he just, he said he needed it, and it was the most important thing in his life that he needed to do.
1: Okay, uh, I don't want to seem alarming, but... Would you mind having your little friend watch the shop? I think we should have Friar Benjamin take a look at you. You uh, seem uh, forgetful about certain things that you were trying to tell us about. And similar things happened to Goodfrey before he took an item off his neck.
2: Making him roll! Man's gonna die!
0: He seems a little unsure. Any grimaces? I guess. I need to be at my shop.
2: Story looks at her guys, shakes her head.
1: You should remain at your shop.
2: Going to write a note. Stay here. I'll go get religious guys.
1: Quill <laughs> cool, cool nods <nuts> his
2: head, <laughs> and then I go to the church and get a religious guy.
1: Yeah, you are faster than us. So just write <laughs> religious guy.
3: It's true. While she's out, Ziggret, um not trying to press the luck too much, but says, well, enough of that. Let's say um, a dragonborn bloke needed um, needed some protection. And I'm not talking a shield or a guard. Let's say uh, this dragonborn bloke might be worried that um, somebody is out there with magical abilities. What kind of protection would I seek in this town? Well, if, if you needed a bauble that... Hedgewitch Maud.
2: Say that name with honor.
0: Might have something, but if if you needed something serious, I have contacts across the sea. I'm sure we could come to an arrangement, but it would cost.
3: What about around here? I don't, can't wait till uh, I travel across the sea.
0: I might might be able to get in touch with someone more local. It might take a day or so. Be interested in following that path excellent i'll uh i'll reach out to my contacts and he snaps his fingers and the little human walks back out front clearly has been listening here here's this promissory note
3: and uh ziggurat reaches into his coin person flips a a gold piece at him single gold piece it's uh you know it says for your trouble so far today and uh uh, mind if we hang out in the shop and chat a little bit more amongst ourselves?
1: I I did have a question. Uh, how do you feel about Sir Gammon?
3: Because Gammon...
0: Gammon's the lapdog of the royal family. He's nothing more than a dog, been put out to pasture. He's a caretaker. I don't particularly like the man, but as long as he stays out of my business, I have no qualm with him.
1: At least from what I heard, you share a similar distaste for... The knights here that Godfrey did. Yes,
0: I have no love for the rabble rousing the soldiers do at night.
1: That's fair. Uh, they, at least from what I've heard, do get up to quite a lot. You wouldn't want to see strife in the town, though, would you? His
0: eyes glaze over again, and then his face just turns to stone. And you see him reach under the counter again.
1: I'm I'm sorry.
0: And that's where we're going to end our episode. Ah. (laughs) If you enjoyed the content that you heard today, please do the number one thing that you can do to help us out. And that is rate our show on whatever podcast streaming platform you're listening on. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on any social media at Uber geek media or If you want to find out more about Uber Geek Media, go to www.ubergeekmedia.com or you can donate to us to ensure that we can continue to bring you great content. See you next time.